0: this week.
1: Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. Because the Lord, he is good. And his mercy endures forever. I was glad. And I think somebody else in here as well as on live streaming is glad too. When they said, let us go into the house of the lord because here we can praise him i can get strength from your praise you can get strength from his praise god is good and his mercies endure forever we welcome those that are joining us this morning by live streaming let us pray lord god thank you father we thank you for blessing us Blessing us to see another Lord's day. Lord, we understand and we know that it's nothing that we did that qualified us, but you and your love, your mercy, and your grace. You brought us to another Lord's day. And Father, for that we are grateful. Lord God, we ask that you will have mercy upon those who desire to be in church today. But for whatever the reason, we're not able to attend. Lord, but we that are here, we're asking that you will touch everything that we do. Lord God, anoint the voices, anoint the musicians, anoint the scripture, anoint the prayers. Above all, Father, anoint the man that's gonna break the bread of life. Lord God, we thank you now. And as we enter this worship, go with us, carry us through this service, and when we leave here, let us be better than we were when we came. We ask all of these blessings in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ, and all of the people of God said amen, amen, Amen. and amen. The musicians are coming now.
2: scripture this morning. It's coming from St. John. We've chosen to read the, uh, the 11th chapter, the 11th through 14 verses. And it reads, These things said he, and after that he had said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. How be it, Jesus spake his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest and, and sleep. Then said Jesus to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. May we pray. The earth and the food that they are belong to God. Everything, including we, are in that equation. God a few of your servants have assembled here today first of all to worship you to praise you to glorify you to reverence you but above all father to obey your will for our lives we come father with bowed heads and humble hearts Acknowledging the fact that Father, that you are God, you are our Creator, and you are our Father. We acknowledge the fact that your Son, Jesus, is our High Priest. And as we come to you, Father, we lift up His redemptive blood to you for the atonement for our sins and our mistakes. For Father God, He said in the Word that no man sees the Father except but by Him. And thank you, Father Jesus, for your great sacrifice. On Yonder Cross, I pray that we'll always forget. Forget. Never forget what you've done for me, for my family, for my fellow men. Lord, we come as humble as we know how, submissively be before your divine throne of grace. Father, whatever reason we come for, we ask that you would touch us individually. Then Father, as you as you touch that little spot or that, that little longing within us, we ask that you col- touch us collectively and bring us together as a, as, as, as a church. Bring, uh, bring us together that we can glorify your holy name. For, for Father God, it, it, it's all about you. Take us out of self and us in in your spirit because you said in your word that we can only serve you and we and we get out of this old this old this old body that's always need this old body that's always worried this old body that's always trouble this old body that's always weary and get in the spirit because this is the only way we can truly worship you God in spirit and in truth whatever whatever we're going through father fix it Whatever's on our mind, Father, clear it up. Whatever, whatever's in my heart, Father, especially, that's hindering my, you know, relation with you, Father, I ask you to take it out right now. And, and as the old folks say, make me a new creature. I don't know about you, church, but, but, but I want to be new. I want, I, I want to belong to God. I want to be a better Christian. And as as, as we go into this this fasting week, I pray that you will examine yourself. And if there's something that's hindering you from being the person that you want to be, I I pray that you will ask God to remove it. Lord, this is my prayer that we we all try and be a better Christian. Yes, Lord. We all try to be a better person. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Come on,
3: put those hands together and bless the name of the Lord. Anybody know it was a happy day? A happy day when you gave your life to the Lord. A happy day when you were saved and converted. A happy day when Jesus came into your life. And listen, not only was that a happy day, but today is a happy day. Amen. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. It's a happy day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's celebrate that one more time. Oh,
4: happy day.
3: My God, my God, my God. Anybody want to worship this morning? Let's stay right there in that key. I don't know what key that is, but stay right there. With my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise, with a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless the old. Come on, everybody sing. With my hands lifted up And my mouth, and my mouth filled with praise With a heart, with In a heart morning. Hallelujah. We bless you, God. We bless you, Lord, for you're worthy. Anybody know he's worthy this morning? I know you've been through a lot this week, but he's worthy this morning. I know we saw some takes of things we didn't like this weekend, but he's worthy this morning. God is great and greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. We shall bless the name of the Most High God. Amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We thank God for this day. Thank God for your presence. Thank God for your prayers. We want to remind you that the Circle of Meekness is collecting female personal care items uh, through February 19th. This is in support of victims of domestic violence. And so we are asking each of you to Help uh, the mission of Circle of Meekness uh, in performing their ministry mission on this month. Again, that will uh, be taking place through February 19th. Donations are being collected in the Old Fellowship Hall. There are boxes there. So if you uh, can get some female personal care items for victims of domestic violence and drop them in those boxes and, and baskets uh, in the Old Fellowship Hall, that will be much appreciated. Amen. 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 Listen, in just a few days, y'all, it's February. Amen. January is just about out of here. We're already into the second month of the year. February is not only Black History Month, but it's also the month that we set aside at K Chapel for 28 days of prayer and fasting. Amen. 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 Somebody's already ready for it. Amen. 28 days of prayer and fasting. The theme for this month, the theme for these 28 days is Restored. Restored. Anybody feel like they need to be restored? Anybody feel like the enemy has just taken some stuff and, and and you're willing to declare over these 28 days, Lord, I need it back. I want it back. I need my joy back. I need my strength back. I need my peace back. I need my hope back. I need my smile back. I I need my personality back. I I used to be happy all the time, but now I'm always mad and sad and frowning. God, give it back to me. I come by to tell you today that God restores. God restores. The psalmist said, He restoreth my soul. Amen. So we invite you over the next 28 days beginning uh, Tuesday, the 1st. Uh, that we will share. Is that Wednesday? Wednesday. I'm going to give you a head start. Amen. I'm going to try to get you ready for Wednesday. Amen. We will start at 28 Days of Prayer and Fasting. Uh, we want you to go to our Facebook page, but also to the K-Chapel website, uh, kchapel.org. You will have the uh, digital format for, uh, for the devotional for the month. Um, uh, you will also be able to log on and see things that we're doing through our Right Now Media accounts. So there are going to be several things going on. Uh, But we will start our fasting and our prayer on the 1st, the 1st of February. Again, as we always say during this time, consult with your doctors if there are medical reasons why you should not participate in a fast. Uh, You make sure that you have that already secured and spelled out between you and your health care practitioner. We don't want you doing anything that's going to compromise uh, your medications and, and everything that's happening chemically in your body. But for those of you who can, Amen. Don't be talking about it. it's going to interfere with my aspirin. <laughs> Amen. It ain't going to mess up your aspirin. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Come on and fast with us. Fast with us. There will be several opportunities of self-denial that you can participate in as well as participating perhaps in a stepped-up fast throughout the month. You'll see it all there uh, when you log on. So we encourage you over the next 28 days to go with us as God restores us. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. We're coming now for our, our spoken word and tithes and offerings. Has the Lord blessed
5: anyone this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Praise yeah. the Lord, praise the Lord. Now it is time for you to bless the Lord yeah. in that he has blessed you. Yeah. It's tithe and offering time. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. It's better to give than to receive at k chapel we give for at least three reasons we give to demonstrate our obedience to god's word we give to demonstrate our thankfulness to god for his provisions we give to support local and global ministry and for those who are viewing live stream can give by first of all by texting the number that appears on the screen you give by use of the k chapel app which appears on the screen and You may bring or mail your offering to K Chapel at 1000 West Ridgeway Street. It's better to give than to receive. God bless your soul.
2: God, we realize that this little bit that we've given is not sufficient to support all the needs of your kingdom. But just as you took the few fish and the few loaves of bread and you multiplied it Father and you made it sufficient. We ask that you will take this offering and and shake it up and and do your, do your thing to it God and and put it where you want it and make it sufficient we ask in the name of your son jesus thank you father for all you do and all you are to us
6: amen good morning k chapel it is a blessing to see each of you here this morning and because you're here there are those that aren't able to be here that are in need of your prayers. We ask that you continue to stay in prayer for the Wilson and the Coleman families. We have Sister Sharon Mason and Brother Zach Wallace lost their father, Reverend Benny Wallace. The funeral arrangements for Reverend Wallace are incomplete at this time and will be shared with you as they are made known to us. Sister Kadada Brown lost her grandmother Mrs. Imelda Brown, and also those arrangements are incomplete and will be shared with you as they are made made known to us. Judge Latrice Westbrook lost her mother, Mrs. Francis Grandmother, Mrs. Francis Jackson Westbrook. The funeral service for Miss Westbrook was held on yesterday at St. Matthews MB Church in Memphis, Tennessee. The funeral for Brother Jesse Wilson, the husband of Sister Jacqueline Wilson, was held on Wednesday, January 25th, here at K Chapel. We have in the hospital Sister Gloria Greer, Sister Jackie Simmons, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, and Brother Benny Lowry. We have recovering at home Mr. Aaron Thompson Sr., Sister Frankie Johnson, Sister Marilyn Langford, Brother Charles Hodge, Sister Polly Johnson Williamson, Sister Demetria Devonport, Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother L Buchanan, and Brother Sammy Henderson. We also have asking for prayer for Brother John Sanders who's requesting your prayers. And the Wright family is asking for prayer for Sister Christy Wright-Jones, who is in the hospital. Also, the Dixon and Taylor families are asking for your continued prayers for Mr. Dwight Riley, who is also in the hospital. And as you travel during the week, as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen you.
3: I know the Lord is good. Bless the Lord in this house. Sir, what is your name? Todd. Todd Bobo. Give Todd Bobo a K-Chapel welcome. Come on and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. What a marvelous gift. What a marvelous gift. Thank you for sharing your gift with us on this morning and to this awesome team of musicians who always, each and every Sunday, do the same. We thank God. Thank God for each of you. My God, my God, what a tremendous blessing when you can hear the word of the Lord and don't nobody have to say nothing. You can still hear the word of the Lord. You, you you all hold on a second. Y'all can be seated for a minute. I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I I I shared with you all a few Sundays ago. Um, in a sermon entitled Our Fight and be clear there is a fight be absolutely clear there is a fight we wrestle not against flesh and blood But there are some powers, there are some principalities, and there is some spiritual wickedness in high places. Senate Bill 1020 is called the Capitol Complex Improvement District Courts. It is a bill that, if passed, would set up a new court system in Hines County. A court system made up of judges who would not be elected but appointed. And this new court system will handle cases in Hines County going around our elected judges. We're in a fight. house bill 370 it's called the removal of elected municipal officers which will allow for elected officials that we elected that we voted in for 30 percent of the electorate to call for a petition and the governor with his appointees would hold a new election. I'm not making this up, y'all. The governor would appoint a three-judge panel that would would determine if the petition has merit, and if so, an election will be held for voters to decide whether the official should therefore be removed. And that, was authored by a Hines County representative. Yeah. Senate Bill 2299. Enact uh-huh. the Mississippi Recall Act of 2023, which if, if House Bill 370 does not pass, they have Senate Bill 2299 to do the same thing. Senate Bill 2889, create the Mississippi Capital Region Utility Act. This bill will transfer ownership of the city's water, sewer, and stormwater systems from the city to the Mississippi Capital Region Utility, a new agency governed by a nine-member panel with members appointed by the mayor, governor, and lieutenant governor. Four would be appointed by the mayor, The mayors of Byram and Ridgeland would be consulted on two of the four appointments, while the governor and lieutenant governor would appoint three and two members respectively, subject to the approval of the state senate. So, in effect, I'm going to get to my sermon. But in effect, if these bills are passed, we are not governing ourselves. Authority is being stripped. Assets are being taken. And your right to vote is being put in vain. Null and void. And if you think this is not a fight, and that ain't got nothing to do with my sermon, but I need you to know that we're not making this stuff up. And as Christians, we have to be not only Holy Ghost field. But we have to be filled with information and knowledge to understand how these laws will impact us. I'm through with that for now. But you will hear more about it in the days to come. John 11. Now you may stand. John 11 verses 11 through 14 these words are recorded after he had said this he went on to tell them our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I'm going there to wake him up his disciples replied Lord if he's asleep then he'll get better jesus had been speaking of his death but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep so then he told them plainly lazarus is dead and for your sake i'm glad i was not there so that you may believe but let us go to him amen you may be seated in the presence of the lord i want to preach on the subject this morning i'm glad that it happened I'm glad that it happened. Jesus is nearing the end of his ministry and his life at the time of this text. In fact, in fact, it is this event that gets the ball rolling in devising a plot to kill Jesus. For the record is that after Lazarus is raised, that many of the Jews believed on Jesus. But if you keep reading in this same chapter down in verse 46, it says, But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. I need to pause right there and let you know that, that there will always be But some. But some of them. But some. But some won't be satisfied with what you're trying to do. But some. But some will start confusion where none should exist. But some. But some will find fault with the good that you do. But some. But some will not celebrate your success. Some will be jealous rather than rejoicing. Some will expose you rather than defend you. But some. Don't be surprised or upset or taken off purpose because. But some will never be satisfied with you. I don't care what you do. I don't care how good you do it. There are going to be some who are going to always have something Wish y'all would come on and talk to me. But some, some, he said, went and told the Pharisees and the high priests. And then verse 47 says, then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we? For this man do with many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and our nation. And here begins the scheme to destroy the influence, the ministry, the reputation, and eventually the very life of Jesus. The chief priests and the Pharisees hear about Lazarus being raised from the dead and say, we got a problem on our hands. Because this man does many miracles. We, we've got a problem because this man, this man has power to do stuff we hadn't seen before. We got a problem on our hands because this man is commanding the attention and the applause and the attraction of the crowd. We've got a problem on our hands because of what this one man can do. But might, might I suggest this morning that the problem they had was as much because of the things That Jesus said as it was the things that Jesus did. For although his ministry lasted only three years, Jesus is oftentimes described as one who comforted the afflicted, but also one who afflicted the comfortable. He comforted the afflicted, yes, in what he did. Ten lepers are banished from society because of their sickness. They are physically ill, spiritually unclean, and socially isolated. But he comforts the afflicted by sending them to the priest so that the priest could declare them clean. Woman with the issue of blood has suffered for many years without any doctor being able to help her. And after all of her money is gone without any affordable health care and no hospitals in town because they were all closing up. That's another sermon. But Jesus comforts the afflicted when she touches the hem of his garment and virtue leaves him and heals her. He comforts. The afflicted, the man sitting by the pool waiting for the water to be troubled in vain. He's sitting there waiting in vain because he has no one to put him in. So this man is forced to watch others get their healing while he lays there. Do you know how messed up that is? To be able to see a system that works and know you can't participate in it? To see folk get healed and, and see folk come up and, and do better, but you're there and, and the only reason you can't participate in it is because you're not connected. All right. All right. Nobody can tell you and give you the info before it happens. Nobody can get you in position so that when the applications come open, you can get yours in. Nobody can connect you with the right folk and, and make sure that the blessing comes your way. This man is there watching other folk get theirs. But Jesus comes by one day, one day. Says to him, Do you want to be healed? Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. This same Jesus is found afflicting the comfortable. Yes, he comforts the afflicted, but he afflicts the comfortable oftentimes. By what he says, he afflicts those who find comfort in their religious piety, saying to them, one thing you lack, sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, come follow me. He afflicts the comfortable. He afflicts those who find comfort in their narrow view of love, saying, if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Don't even the publicans do the same? Love those who hate you. He afflicts the comfortable. Those who boast in their ability to forgive, saying, don't just forgive them seven times, but forgive them 70 times seven. He afflicts those who are comfortable in their ways, comfortable in their behaviors, comfortable in their thinking. His teachings and his words oftentimes push us out of our comfort, convenient, complacent ways to do what we otherwise would not do and go places in our thinking we otherwise would not venture and become what we otherwise would not become. And the reality is that while the things that Jesus did made some believe, the things that he said, which was sometimes controversial, sometimes contentious, Sometimes challenging, sometimes coarse, and even crude. Those are the things that made people leave him. Listen to him one day talking to a potential follower who requests to go and bury his parents first. And Jesus says to him, let the dead bury the dead. Of course. Challenging. That doesn't sound like a very compassionate thing to say to someone. Listen to him engaging the Syrophoenician woman who asks for her daughter to be healed. And he says, first, let the children eat what they want, for it is not right to take children, children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Dogs? That's, that's what we're doing now, Jesus? Dogs? I mean, I know you're the son of God and all that, but you, you really got to go there, dogs? Jesus said some things that were controversial, coarse, perhaps crude. And this text is a similar moment when Jesus says to his disciples, I'm glad I was not there. I'm glad I was not there. There where? There is Bethany. There is the place where Jesus had been summoned by Mary and Martha to come in order to heal their brother Lazarus. There is where Jesus has spent time with this man and his sisters eating and fellowshipping with them. There was the place that he knew well and the people that he loved deeply. But Jesus says at that moment, I'm glad I wasn't there. For surely. Had Jesus been there, just as Mary and Martha had declared, their brother would not have died. So Jesus' absence contributes to Lazarus' death death. And of that moment, Jesus says, I'm glad I didn't go. I'm glad I wasn't there. I'm glad I didn't get there before he died. I'm glad I didn't show up when they called me to come. Jesus says, in effect, I'm glad it happened. What do you do with that kind of statement from Jesus? What kind of sympathy card is that to see? They open it up and read, I'm glad that it happened. What kind of resolution is that to write and have the clerk read at the funeral? I'm glad that it happened what kind of words of comfort preachers are those to offer before a grieving family i'm glad that it happened i'm glad jesus do you do you need some sensitivity training jesus did you miss the course on bedside manners jesus are you lacking in social skills to the extent that you just say what comes to your mind and don't even think i'm glad it happened Before you get out done with the master, understand that Jesus knows who he's talking to and what his audience lacks. Listen to his words again. He says, and for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. Jesus knows that even though his disciples are following him, that their faith in him is still not where it should be. And even though they are ministering with him, their minds have not been made up about who he is. Even though they have left their professions and their possessions to follow him, they have not become fully persuaded about his person, the power, and the purpose of Jesus. So Jesus uses the pain of his friend's death to birth faith into the hearts of his disciples. He uses his own grief as an opportunity to demonstrate an extraordinary grace over seemingly impossible situations. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that while life presents to us unfair twists and unexpected turns, God is always looking at such moments as providential intersections between our problems and his promises. In other words, because the Lord meets us in the deepest and the darkest moments of life, God is not thrown off by the deep or the dark because he's looking at the divine opportunity where praise meets up with our pain, where grace covers our grief, where mercy meets our misery, where triumph converges with tragedy, where hallelujah confronts our hurt. God is not looking at just the pain. He's looking at what's coming out of the pain. God sees every tear we cry and knows every pain we feel And make no mistake, God does not take glory in our grief He does not make little of our pain Neither does he make light of our hurt But God knows that in such moments the unique opportunity exists For a deeper faith, a greater revelation A better understanding of the power of God To do the miraculous in your life Let me say it another way, let me say it another way Let me say it another way Your problem is a portal for God's power Your problem is a portal for God's power. If the wine hadn't run out. There would have been no wedding miracle at Cana. If the storm hadn't been raging and the ship had not been sinking, there would have been no reason for Jesus to say, peace be still. If there, had been, if there had not been a lack of food for the mass of hungry people, there would have been no feeding of the 5,000 deacon luster. If there had been no crucifixion, there would have been no resurrection. The problems and the pains that come in life are God-sized opportunities to prove greater power, greater purpose, greater possibilities, and greater potential that our great God can manifest. Let me see if I can bring Andre Crouch into the situation. The songwriter said, I thank God for my mountains. I thank God for the valleys. I thank him for the storms that he brought me through. For if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. I wouldn't know what faith in God could do. But through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Thank God for the stuff. That's why Jesus says to his disciples, for your sake, I'm glad that it happened. For your sake, I'm glad that he died. For your sake, I'm glad that I was not there. Because if I had been there, you would have never seen what I could do. If I had been there, you would have never understood that I can not only speak, but I can declare. I can raise from the dead. I'm not just the resurrection, but
0: I'm glad that it happened.
3: I'm glad it happened for your sake that you might experience me at a greater level. I'm glad that it happened for your sake that you might come to understand more of who I am and that I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I'm glad it happened so that you would know. He says, for your faith, I'm glad it happened. For your growth, I'm glad it happened. For, for, your, for your benefit, I'm glad it happened. We all will have some high mountains and some deep valleys. We all will face some fierce storms and go through some dark nights. And my prayer for you is that in and through it all, that while you may never say, I'm glad it happened, that you will come to the place where you might recognize what resulted Because it happened. What it opened up. Because it happened. What it allowed. Because it happened. What it created. Because it happened. Where it took us. Because it happened. Who it brought into our lives. Because it happened. Who it impacted. Because it happened. Who it touched. Because it happened. What was built. Because it happened. I know, I know, I know that some of you have gone through the worst moments in your life. And the thing that you feared most has actually happened in your life. My prayer is that you would live through it. That you would walk through it and that you would come through it one day, one day, having a because it happened testimony. Because it happened. Because it happened. Three short things and I'm done. Because it happened. I hope that you learn, first of all that God will come into your crisis. Jesus comes to Mary and Martha and some say it was too late. He shows up after Lazarus has been dead for four days. Why show up now, Lord? We called you four days ago. We've had the funeral. He's in the grave. He's wrapped up. What are you doing here now? But God has a way of letting our crisis become critical before he comes in. Because it's at the critical stage when what the Lord does cannot be questioned. At the critical stage, what the Lord turns around cannot be denied. At the critical stage, what the Lord changes cannot be called a coincidence. It was at the critical stage... That he raised the widow of Nain's son. At the critical stage where he healed the centurion's servant. At the critical stage when he raises Jairus' daughter. At the critical stage when the Lord enters into your crises. And I've been through enough now. Seen enough now. uh To know that if he does not change the crisis. Thank God that he'll get in it with you. If he does not change the problem. Somebody knows this morning that he will walk into the problem with you. If he does not stop the fire. I serve a God who will get into the fire. And stay in the fire with you. You don't believe me? Ask Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego. Three were thrown in. Somebody looked in and said, I I know Shadrach, I know Meshach and Abednego, but who is that fourth man? He looks like the son of God. I need to tell somebody, the Lord will get in some stuff with you. Even if he doesn't stop the fire, thank God he'll get in the fire. You might have a crisis or a critical moment. But God looks at it and says, I'm glad that it happened because it gave me the opportunity to get into it with you. It gave me the opportunity to show you that you're not going to go through anything by yourself. It gave me the opportunity to show you that you're not going to experience anything all on your own. God says, I'm not glorying in your grief, but I'm glad that it happened because you got to know me better. says there's nothing you're going to endure that I won't be holding you up and holding your hand. Number two, because it happened, I pray that you learn that God will supply what you need. Paul says it like this in Philippians 4 and 11, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to to be content. I know both how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Hear me well, nobody, nobody looks forward to seasons of lack or moments of too little. Nobody rejoices over deficits or losses, but Paul gives us a perspective that we need to embrace and have a contented confidence. A contented confidence. He says, I've learned whatever state I am to be content. And not only am I content, watch this, but I'm confident. What what are you confident of? Look, Look at it in verse 19. He says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. He says, I'm content and I'm confident. Why are you so confident? Because I'm content. Why are you so content? Because I'm confident. I'm confident that whatever I need, God, God will get it to me. God will supply whatever you need. If he could make a raven bring Elijah breakfast every morning and dinner every evening. Don't you know God will supply your need? If he could cause a barrel of meal to become bottomless and cause a jar of oil to keep flowing so that every time that woman came to her pantry, she could make another dinner, don't you know God will supply your need? If he could make a fish sandwich, feed 5,000 with enough leftovers to feed them all over again, don't you know God will supply your need? You might have too little or not enough but God says I'm glad that it happened because it's only an opportunity for you to discover that I will give you what you need. I feel like preaching right now. He says whatever you need I will supply you. Third thing and I'm done. I pray that in your happiness whatever it is that happened that because it happened You will learn that God can handle your happenings. I'm done. God can handle your happenings. Do do you know that all of us are going to have some stuff happen to us? All of us are going to have life to happen I know you're saved but life happens I know you're sanctified but death happens and being sanctified does not keep either of those things from happening being a child of God does not keep things from happening being blood washed Holy Ghost field fire baptized does not keep things from happening the apostle Peter says it like this in 1 Peter 4 and 12 beloved think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you I I like that Peter says, when when stuff happens, don't look at it strange. Don't don't look at what came your way as if somehow you should have been buffered from it. No, no, you're going to face some fiery trials. Sickness is going to happen. Persecution is going to happen. Being talked about is going to happen being lied on is going to happen being misunderstood is going to happen death is going to happen things are going to happen do I have a witness here and you should not be discombobulated when the things of life start happening but here's the good news y'all that God can handle whatever happens do I have a witness here God can handle whatever happens let, let me see if I can say it another way nothing is too hard for the Lord All oh, shut. Sure. I don't believe you're praying with me. I said nothing is too hard for the Lord. Let let me try the middle section. Nothing is too hard for God. Let me see them three folk in the back of it. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. I wish I had three or four folk, and I'll make five. Who can testify this morning that nothing is too hard for my God? Is there anybody in who can testify today that God can handle the happenings of my life? Whatever happens, God can handle it. Whatever goes on, God can deal with it. Whatever the problem, God can solve it. Say it, say it. I know you've been sick, but he's a healer. I know you've been worn, but he's a comforter. I know your head's bowed down, but he's a head lifter. I know your heart is aching, but he's a heart regulator. I know
0: your mind is frustrated. But he's a mind regulator. Say yes. Say it. Oh, yeah.
3: He can handle it. He can handle it. I don't know what you're going through. But I wish you would tell your neighbor he can handle it. He can handle it. He can handle it. it it in the Lord's hands mother he can handle it get some sleep tonight cause he can handle it go into work tomorrow with your head up and your back straight cause he can handle it say it he can handle it He can handle. There is nothing that will happen in your life that God cannot handle.
7: Come on, y'all.
4: temptation. Will you trust in God then? And say, God, I'm glad that you did this so that I can see your miracles come true. Will you trust in Him? Trust in him today. The doors open. The doors open. Is there any one of you that doesn't belong to a church on this day? Don't let it be tomorrow and tomorrow be said. It was too late. He said he was going to do it next week, but next week never came. Will you trust in him today? Will you give it to him? Give your heart and your trust to him? Isn't anything too hard for God? Anything. For those of you that are worshiping with us at home, the doors are open to you as well. There should be a number on the screen that you can call, and someone will take your call and tell you what you need to do to join this congregation. I was blessed on this day, shown off blessed. And just about two hours from now, NFL, NFL will be playing football. And somebody will be cheering for their favorite team. There's nothing wrong with that. But while I have breath in my body, I'm going to cheer for the Lord. Is anybody on the Lord's side? Anybody. If anybody, whoever's on the Lord's side, let the redeemed say so. Will you stand for him and say, I'm on the Lord's side? Yes, I have an NFL team, but I'm on the Lord's side first. I'm going to put him first in my life. The door's open. anyone that needs prayer today. Do you need prayer for yourself? Or would you like to stand in for someone else? If you need prayer, we have ministers that will go with you and pray with you. Not only that, but they'll keep it a secret. No matter what you're going through, they can pray for you and they can pray with you. Don't let it be said too late. I could have done this, but I refuse to. Do we have some? The door's open. Are you going to trust in it? One more time for the Lord. Just like you're going to cheer for your team. Give your God a hand clap. Say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I trust you. With everything that I have. The door's open. Let us have a word of prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this day, and Lord, we thank you for this message that you have blessed us with. Now, dear Lord, let us take these words and not let them fall upon deaf ears. Let us carry them with us everywhere that we may go, that we may teach, preach, and baptize in your darling son, Jesus Christ's name. These precious prayers that we pray, we pray them in his name. Now let us all say amen one time for the Father. Amen one time for the Son. And amen one time for that of the Holy Ghost. Amen. God be with you. God keep you. God make his face forever shine upon you.
3: Bless you. Go in peace.